You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, I'm Jesse McNally. And I'm Andrew DeWolf. And I'm Brianna Jones. And welcome to Musicals with Cheese, a podcast where I try to get Andrew and Brie to like musical theater. How are you two doing today? Oh, well, you know, um, I was just busy running my empire. (laughs) (laughs) You know, worldwide global domination doesn't run itself, sweetie. Uh, so I'm girl bossing it up over here, uh, you know, <laughs> exploiting everyone in the whole planet. <laughs> Diana, the musical. Cue the music, Brie. <laughs> Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Who gives a shit? Fuck this. <laughs> That's the episode. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> what can a princess do when her prince takes to the air? And tells his gobsmacked subjects He's had a love affair She could moan on her throne And sob and say boo-hoo Or find a frock Designed a shock Designed to say fuck you Diana the Musical has music by David Bryan And lyrics by David Bryan and Doe DiPietro um, and a book by Joe DiPietro. Um, it is based on the life of Diana, Princess of Wales. The show was planned to open on March 31st, 2020. But on March 12th, the show was suspended production due to the COVID-19 pandemic. What? We almost never talk about shows that have been suspended by COVID. Almost never. You mean... <laughs> <laughs> On May 14, 2021, <laughs> it was announced that the previews would begin on November 2nd with an opening night set for November 17th, nearly a month earlier than initially announced. Before opening, the Broadway production was recorded in the summer of 2020 with a COVID-19 safety protocols in place and no audience. This capture, also directed by Christopher Ashley, was released on Netflix October 1st, 2021, which is what we're talking about today. So it's... A very big first for us where we are talking about a Broadway musical with a pro shot before it's even premiered on Broadway. Unprecedented. (laughs) Um, Maybe for a reason. Um, The plot of this musical 
This is the story of the most famous woman of the modern age, Diana, Princess of Wales. Thrust into the spotlight brighter than any world has ever known, Diana finds herself at odds with her husband, an unrelenting news media, the monarchy itself, and much more. Leading fiercely with her heart, Princess Diana stands up for her family, her country, and herself, while managing to capture the hearts of the world. Um, I know Andrew has big thoughts on this, but my God, I don't know if they're that big. Uh, I don't like the monarchy. This what? show really likes the monarchy. Uh, it does. <laughs> I like so much that I think this is like pro monarchy propaganda. You think so? Didn't they give the queen the 11 o'clock number? <laughs> yes, they did. The queen look comes off the show looking like a bed of roses, to be honest. The queen, who definitely has never done anything wrong in her life. I mean, she got harassed by the paparazzi sometimes. We have to feel bad for her. Her husband probably cheated on her, but he's not in the musical, but it's implied. Yeah. Like, where do we start I, with this one? <laughs> I, I don't even know where to start. I just, I hate almost everything about it. Like, <laughs> fundamentally, you hate it as an idea. You hate the ethics behind it. You hate the message. And on top of that, none of the songs are even any good, and the staging is boring. So, Christopher Ashley, do you know who this is? He actually directed another pro shot that released about a month ago. I should know what that is, but I don't. He directed Come From Away and its pro shot. He directed this pro shot as Come well. Come From Away, right. That came out recently. Come From Away uh, Come is from one Away of the best musicals amazing. ever. Yeah, Come From Away is amazing. Absolutely phenomenal. Where did all um, that sound go? Uh, not to this one. It went to Come From Away. That's where it went. Yeah. Uh, he used it all up. <laughs> I, I don't even know if the pro shot is shot badly. This is not a badly shot pro shot. I think this is a finely done it, pro like, shot. This is just the most bland and boring monarchy propaganda musical i've ever seen and it i don't is... think th i don't think those exist so this is the only one this musical <laughs> feels like it would be a trivia question at one of our like 100 or 150th episodes that emily would pull out and we'd be like what there was a princess diana musical when did that come out and then we'd be like racking our brains but now this is gonna be forever a public thing this is a pro shot that will never go away <laughs> I mean, I don't think reception has been very good for this. No, but that doesn't matter. It is eternal and, like, will have a, a lasting future no matter what. And that's fucked up to me. Okay. Well, can we, like, get into just how this show works? Go for it. Um, Actually, can we pause before we do that? Okay. Bree. You did not watch this. You were supposed to watch this, but you had a migraine, um, yeah. and this is a musical <laughs> equivalent of a migraine. When you hear about Diana the musical, what do you imagine it would be like? Um, I guess I've never thought about it. <laughs> like most <laughs> rational human beings. Most people, they're like, oh, I guess that probably isn't a great idea. I guess. <laughs> well, she was the... First wife to Prince Charles. Yes. Right? I would imagine yes. it would be about like how she died. And like this that that time that era of time. Am I that wrong? That is 
a footnote at the end of the musical. Oh, good. <laughs> that is like literally just a footnote. It's like the one thing anyone knows about Diana. It's like if Hamilton like didn't even cover the duel. Uh, I'm, uh, yeah, so the other thing would be the infidelity and the big scandal, which this is most of because uh, it's fun to be pithy. Um, but Andrew, tell us about how this show works. Oh, God. So I guess it doesn't help that I know almost nothing about Princess Diana other than that she died. Um, uh, what I know, I know from The Crown, which I think is a good show and a better representation of the monarchy from a very critical eye, and it's also on Netflix. Okay. So I, I can't speak to how accurate this is. Um, I'm going to just assume, based on the tone and like what they're trying to do with this, that it's probably incredibly inaccurate. Um, but it's basically Diana, it's just her life story... As told by the tabloids, almost. <laughs> the thing is, Andrew, it's not a life story. It starts the, like the week that she meets Charles. It is yes. from the her life story, starting from the moment she enters the monarchy's field of view. Basically, I, I, I mean, I have to just say, I, I just she met him, and then she he was just like she's the one, even though she's like a nobody. Yes. Um, that's That can't be true. That literally cannot is. be true. It kind of is. Um, it's... How would she even invited to the party if she was a nobody? She's some kindergarten teacher? Just that's it? Like, come on. It's I don't buy it. complex. Um, the only thing I know about it is from The Crown. She comes from a well-to-do family. She was just kind of the weird artsy one. Um, Charles had dated her older sister, um, and it didn't work out for several reasons. And then yeah, they so this kinda... isn't some nobody family. <laughs> She's lower class, more common, much more like weird artsy than royalty. Like, it, is from, she from lower class, here. like like Mark from Rent, lower class, or? <laughs> I think it would be like the weird artsy kid in a rich family. So like you know? Mark from Rent? Yeah, exactly. Like Mark from Rent. <laughs> Diana is Mark from Rent, but she actually uses her things to have practical help in real life, where in the musical, it feels like she's using people with AIDS as props, like Mark from Rent. That's how yeah, it feels 100%. in the musical. I mean, she does technically agree to not have them take pictures, but then they end up wanting to take pictures anyways. <laughs> yeah, um, that's, yeah. Um, but continue. I don't think I have that much more to say. Uh, I just, I hate this show. Um, the framing of it. The, this, okay, the second song in the show is called The Worst Job in England. And in it's being sung, England, are you shitting me? And it's being sung by servants at the fucking castle. Yep. Or whatever. Like, um, hello, you fucks are servants to her. She has the worst job in England? It's just insulting. Like, oh, yeah, all of her servants would definitely think that she has the worst job being married to a prince and in line to be queen. I'm just, I, I don't know. <laughs> this is the second song, the second song in the show. <laughs> so. And it gets worse. It, gets, it just gets worse. What is the next song? The one where it's like classical music. That's for snobs. Yes. I'm Princess Diana. I listen to the people's music. Like, 
rock and rolls. <laughs> That's kind of what I mean. She was more populous in her taste. She was more punk rock in that. I hate that. Bro, term, this but. is this is literally just Evita if it wasn't critical. And I said that to you before, and I think it's accurate. I think it's Evita, a non-critical Evita that wants to be Hamilton, I think is the way to describe it. Well, it's like literally like Evita is like um she's she's like the people's politician yeah. and all the people love her and that means that she's really good except for Evita knows what it's fucking doing and realizes that no she's not actually good cuz the people would recognize that she's not actually one of them. Andrew, are you are you sitting on your fuck princess Diana wall right now? It's right over here. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to speak that ill of the dead when we have a perfectly good monarchy we could be mocking? She was part of it! She was kicked <laughs> out of it! She wasn't kicked out of it, she left it! <laughs> yeah, because her husband was cheating on her! Oh my god, boo fucking who. <laughs> oh my god. I'm sorry, I have no sympathy for any of the monarchs, and you can't make me. <laughs> I, I have sympathy for a lot of elements of them. I have sympathy for Harry and Meghan, and I'm glad that they're out of there and that they're living better lives now, because it seems like a really rough situation to be born into. Yeah, it must really suck to have uh, generational <laughs> I... <laughs> wealth forced upon you. Oh no, I'm stuck with all of this wealth and land and political power. What does not shall make I do? one happy, Andrew? That does yes, not it does. Oh, fuck yes, you. Yes, it does. Oh, I'm sorry. You think they would be happier if they lived in a fucking ditch? I'm not no. saying that, but I'm not <laughs> saying automatically being born into money does not make you the happiest motherfucker on the planet. Okay. Well, then why the fuck do they need it all? Give it to somebody else. I agree. Why aren't they doing that? Dismantle <laughs> the monarchy. Yes. <laughs> but I'm saying that people can be angry and upset with their situation while still being a part of it. Yes. And if they aren't doing anything to dismantle it, I feel no sympathy for them. Holy shit. <laughs> Diana no, was very young when she was brought into this. Younger than either of any of us on this podcast. Because the prince liked them young. I, I'm not as young as Prince Andrew. Um, <laughs> that's not true, fellas. I don't like them young. No, 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 not you. Do you not know the situation? <laughs> Prince Andrew was like, um, one of the people that goes to fucking, uh, Jeffrey Epstein's island and all that. Oh. I kind of assumed that would be, like, all of them, but yeah, I guess that <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, sorry, that would, that, that might have been a thinker, um, and may, may have just been in bad taste altogether, now that I think about it. Possibly. Um, so, let me take a look. I was curious as to when she got married, um... So she was born in 1961, and she was married in do, 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 1997. So that would have made her how old? Don't they say in the show she's like 17 or 18? I think so, but that feels wrong to my ears for some reason. Oh, no, that's her burial. Fuck, I'm, I'm bad, at, bad at this. But 17 years old, being told, like, imagine the pressure from your family, the pressure to, like, live up to your country. As a 17-year-old, your brain isn't fully functioned, for one. 
I, I, I didn't expect to be on the, like, biggest defense of Diana, because I could really give a shit. But I can imagine that being a lot to be put onto you, and a lot of promises made and broken, and then having to figure it out. I know she dealt with bulimia, she dealt with depression, and a bunch of other shit, and had no help. It's like being trapped in a prison, and I know you're like, oh, the prison was servants. Yeah, I mean, there are 17-year-olds in prison, you know. I, I agree! <laughs> Why does one bad thing negate another bad thing? Um, well, one of those two bad things is in charge of making the other bad thing happen. You know, the monarchy is the one that owns the prisons. <laughs> I feel like the government owns the prisons. The monarchy just is the like The monarchy this. owns the government! <laughs> it's a... It's just a fake bullshit-ass thing it that they have. It isn't. If it was a fake bullshit-ass thing, why would they still exist? I agree, they shouldn't exist! They're not symbolic. The British people can tell you they are symbolic all they want. Try to get rid of them. I guarantee it won't happen. <laughs> <laughs> they are not symbolic. They are the king and queen. Or just queen right now. <laughs> I am so baffled at the conversation we're having that you... Look, you I hate have, the monarchy and, so much, and this show is literally just <laughs> sucking them off. <laughs> I agree. Like an I hour agree. and 40 minutes straight. I agree. <laughs> However, I am saying that Diana, the human being, tried to make a difference, did in a lot of ways, and I think was trying to be a decent human being for most of her life. And this show does not frame her at, in a positive way. I feel like it does. I feel like she's the... Well, actually, I don't think she's the only one. I feel like almost everyone except for the prince is, fr is framed flawlessly. I think he's framed a little too positively, too. He's framed as this guy that has, like, a, uh, I'm in love with this woman, Camilla, and I'm being forced into this marriage to a woman well, I don't that's love. That's kind of what I'm saying, is that everyone here... Like, Diana isn't even framed as having her own personal flaws. Like, we don't even see what she's going through outside of just being upset that her husband's cheating on her. I think I'm just entering in this with a lot of the information I have from the Crown, which is... I have none just, of that information. Yeah, which... <laughs> she just... Her biggest flaws was the fact that she has, like, a lot of self-esteem issues. Like, that is... Which a, we don't really see in the no. show. In fact, she is, like, overly confident in the show. Which I hate. I think that they really just wanted this, like, big personality side in, like, a pop She star. is, like, huge girl boss energy. Yes. Where the real Diana was quiet and funny and just smiley. She was just kind of a smiley human being, which, in the monarchy, the sense of propriety and all that... um was looked down upon um, and just being physically attractive and then told that you're not allowed to be that was a thing that she had to deal with as well like her husband that didn't love her and then she, with the expectation that he was supposed to like that shit well, kind of messes with you and then she has this innate empathy for others and being told you're not allowed to have that you're not allowed to feel pity or not allowed to have your own free mind well, yeah, I mean, it goes it goes against everything they do. If exactly. they had empathy for others, they wouldn't be a monarch. <laughs> and well, I think she might be overhyped more recently, especially with like all the films, all the TV shows, and everything that's coming out right now. Like in a few weeks, we're gonna have Spencer, um, the Princess Diana film starring Kristen Stewart as Princess Diana. Take that for whatever it's worth. Um, 
I, I think it's overhyped and we're kind of putting a dead human being on a monolith when all that she was was a human being that got dealt a really shitty situation and then died. Arguably really shitty. I mean, if she just was more complacent, she would have ended up with a ton of wealth and power. But but doesn't that say more that she gave up the wealth and power to kind of be her own person? That is a much more interesting story. I guess. They didn't if they really... framed it like that, which is how the crown is framing it, which is like very The thing miserable. is they don't even frame it that way because they give the queen the last word and the queen is like, I got to keep the wealth and power, but I, I am sad, sad. <laughs> I hate that. I hate the framing. I hate the way that everyone aside from Diana is framed and I really hate the way that Diana is framed for different reasons. It feels like a big suck-off fest. And on top of that, this is Americans writing about the British monarchy, and it's obvious that they don't know how British people work. A, British people don't use fucking kindergarten. They use, like, primary school. No British person has ever said kindergarten. Look, Americans shouldn't care about the monarchy. I agree. Ever. We did a whole thing about this. We fought a war. I don't know if we you remember this. We released a musical about it not even that long ago. Remember how remember how the king was shitty? That's the queen right now. Okay? If we didn't if we didn't fight them, we would have still been in this situation. I mean, look at Canada. They have the queen on their money. What a bunch of ah, poor saps. <laughs> I'm not saying I like this. I'm not defending the monarchy, but it's like I don't even know what we can say about this, Andrew. Can you Look, try your best? This is horribly unfunny. Uh, <laughs> can we can say you, that? Yes, it is horribly unfunny and wants to be funny so fucking badly. Is there any jokes that work in this? Can you think of one? Did you laugh? Did, no. What the fuck? Are they, you they, stupid? They have an entire song called uh, the the fuck you dress or the feck the, you dress. Feck you dress. Um, to make it PG thirteen for Netflix, they changed it to feck you, and it's just annoying as hell. It's literally the least funny thing ever. Like the guy that sings it is trying really hard, really, really hard, and he's. But it's not funny. It's not. It's not. It's not funny. It's maybe the least funny song ever put it to in a music theater show ever. It might. That might be the case. Is that? Can you think of a less funny joke song? Maybe King Herod's. <laughs> no, King Herod's song is hilarious. He has a piano on a boat. <laughs> you're right man you're right when you're right you're right there was one thing that made me laugh just because of how um terrible lyrics were um, uh, and it was the thrilla and manila with charles and camilla and i wanted to yeah, like ram my head say, into a wall it was either that or there was another one that struck me pretty hard and i usually don't even get hit by lyrics but this one was so bad it was like she gave us a story we can believe in that we would believe in or something. And I, I can't even remember what the lyric was, but it was like terrible. It was just awful. Oh, there's one more. Hold on. Let me see if I... Oh my gosh. Okay, so this musical is so unloved that there isn't even a lyrics page. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, I'm sorry. I This just isn't good. <laughs> It isn't. It really isn't. I saw um, some people on Twitter saying that we shouldn't be like bashing it because they're trying something new with the release me me method. But yeah. like, 
it's still this is just like a really shitty show like it's really bad <laughs> let's talk about the release method what, okay imagine you're a broadway producer and you're like man how do i get people to see our diana thing i know what we'll do two weeks before it premieres on broadway and the new york times gets their fucking hounds into it how about we put it on netflix so everyone can have an opinion It'll just be like a two-hour commercial for our Broadway show. It was something someone actually said in the press materials for this. You know, a two-hour commercial for your product that actually is your entire product isn't a commercial for your product. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's... it's like if, uh, if you're like, oh, I'm trying to sell a lamp. Here, take a free lamp. <laughs> and it's like it's like a commercial for this lamp I'm trying to sell. <laughs> like maybe it's like if you give a sample of the lamp. I don't know. Well, I mean, yeah, if I was like here you can take it for a day and then like I take it back, but you can't take back a viewing experience. Oh, okay. <laughs> I I have suddenly remembered the lyric that made me like turn off because I've tried to watch this numerous times and this oh, lyric Lord. made me turn off the musical the first what? time. Oh no. What Are you it? ready? Are you yeah. ready? And it's during the song that I know Andrew hates and it's just so bad. Um, the Russian plays on and on like an endless telethon. How I wish oh, that he God. were Elton John. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. I remember that one. Um, okay. You ready for another one? I'm just yeah. going to read you. I, I think I can just read these lyrics and you guys can understand what this musical is offering. All right. I'm no intellect, but maybe there's a discotheque where the prince could hear some prince and then we'd get funkadelic. Then again, don't create a scene. You're auditioning to be his queen. And if queen were playing now, Freddie Mercury would slay it. This show makes me want to jump off of a building. <laughs> <laughs> I want to jump off of an apple tree, honestly. No, this wanna... honestly though, like I think or were those both from the same song? The, that was the, uh, all the same song. They were almost that, right next to each other. Other than the feck you dress, that might be the worst song in the show. Is that and that's like, like the third song in? Yes. <laughs> it's supposed to show the difference between Diana and the royalty and how she's not meant to be there. You know? Yeah, because she. <laughs> it's like the manic pixie dream girl thing but for like a, a real life like, like real life it's like i'm not like the other monarchs i like queen and freddie elton mercury john. and elton john and prince and, and it's I think like people that have aids are also people aren't i different look the queen shouldn't be political jess let's not let's leave that to the thatchers i mean <laughs> That's what they believe in. It's so ridiculous. I, I, uh. you know what? Who cares what we think? You know who I do. Really, I, we... I care what I think, Jess. I hate this show. <laughs> I'm not done ranting. <laughs> Continue your rant then. No, that song is the worst trope and I've talked about it before. <laughs> the whole like classical music is for snobs and real people should like pop music i hate that trope so fucking much and this show does it in the worst possible way where they're just like classical music can only be enjoyed by really rich and out of touch princes go fuck yourself honestly whoever wrote this show go fuck yourself 
All right, I'm done. His name is <laughs> David Bryan. Um, he's also won a Tony for the musical Memphis. I've never seen that. No. Maybe we'll watch that and I'll really like it. Maybe. And I'll tell you, oh, they also did, um, you know, whatever this is, Diana. Yeah, this is fucking horrible. This yeah, show is one of the worst we've done in a long time. I don't, I don't think it's that bad. <laughs> I do. I do think it's that bad. I, I mean, like, I, 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 understand I would say why, but... the way that this made me feel is like similar to like, we will rock you. But it's so much shorter than we will rock you. That's the only thing saving it. And, also... and you, you know that that can't be the only thing that saves a show is how short it is. Yeah. I don't know. I think watching it and paying attention to like a pro shot really kind of made me like both hate Just, it and like it more. You turned it off because of the lyrics. I know, I know. You but turned it, it, it off. It made it more palatable for me than having to watch a bootleg. <laughs> also, good lord, the the amount of times that they have to go to the paparazzi over and over and over and over again. Uh, we get it. They're the bad guys. They don't even do anything. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew, they're the Greek chorus. I don't know why they they're made not. that choice, but they are. <laughs> they are. They, they, narr they narrate everything. I don't know why they made this choice. I don't, I don't get it. Oh, my God. And the queen is just portrayed in the most positive way possible. Yep. They really want royalty to like this show, and I don't why? know why. Dude, this is made by Americans. You don't have to be nice to the queen. They probably know that this show is so bad that it will only do well in the West End. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, a, that's where we ended on. Let's go into previews. It's time for previews. It's time for previews. All right, guys. Since this came out on letter or on Netflix, they have a letterbox page for it where a lot of people are expressing opinions. It has very low scores on Letterboxd. So I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're gonna play another game of five stars or one star, where you're, you have to guess whether the review I read is a five star review or a one star review. There's nothing in between. All right. Um, Andrew, you're gonna start this time since Bree started last time. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, all right. So this is the full review. Who the hell is Barbara Cartland? <laughs> yeah, that's honestly a good question that I can't answer. One star. That is correct. Do you remember? <laughs> she has multiple songs in the show. She's like an author that Diana liked and therefore pops up occasionally. Oh, the romance novelist. We didn't yes. even touch on that. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Bree, I bet this is so weird for us to say there's a romance novelist that has numerous songs in this show, but there is. Didn't see that one coming. <laughs> it's this, and she's played by the queen, the uh, same actress that plays the queen. It's hmm. bad. It's bad. All right, Bree, you're up. <laughs> My ginger-haired son, you are second to none. That is a quote from the musical. One star? That's a five-star review. <laughs> This is someone who's like obsessed with the monarchy. They're like, I really like this one. I think they're saying it because they like Harry because he left the monarchy. So they're using ah. it as their. I, I think that's what they're trying to say here. 
Okay. <coughs> All right, Andrew, yep. you're up. <coughs> yeah. Fucking garbage. I loved it. Well, five stars? That is correct. I mean, they All said right. they loved it. I <laughs> All right, Bree, you ready? Yes. This is the best piece of anti-British propaganda I've ever seen. Uh, one star? That is correct. Ding, ding, ding. You know, in like a in like a Starship Troopers kind of way, I actually agree with that. <laughs> like, this is so bad and all of the characters are so, like, bland and emotionless. The, it kind of does make you hate the monarchy. <laughs> it does. It does. All right, Andrew, you're up. <clears throat> okay. I'm not even finished watching it. One star. Five stars. <laughs> All right, Bree, you ready? Yeah. Insulting, yet somehow incredible. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> they said it was I want... incredible. So five stars? It's a one star. Jesus. I want to say oh. these are all real things. I am not making up any of these. You can go to Letterboxd and find all of these. I want... Insulting, but incredible. One star. All right, Andrew. Yes. Everyone has to watch this. I swear it'll be fun. <laughs> feels like a lie to me so I'm gonna say one star that is correct <laughs> all right Bree the review is IDK I had fun <laughs> at least they're honest <laughs> one star that's a five star Jesus Christ <laughs> oh they said they had fun oh they all the other person said it was incredible <laughs> <laughs> he also said it was insulting <laughs> alright Andrew you ready yes about a minute in we're told Diana is a girl a swirl and I knew I was in for a terribly wonderful ride yeah the lyrics are quite bad in this uh, <laughs> um five stars that is correct alright Bree you ready <laughs> I don't know <laughs> Yes, I'm ready. All right. My favorite lyrics are, A baby, Charles. We're going to have a baby, Charles. <laughs> okay, that's the first lyric. Second one. How about a, how about a fuck you dress? A fuckity, 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 fuck you dress. Number uh, three. A thriller in Manila with Diana and Camilla. And number four. Better than Guinness. Better than a wank. All right, where's the nearest building? I need to jump off of it. <laughs> um, okay, one star, even though it's probably fucking five. That was a one star. God damn it. Yes. I mean, those, you heard those lyrics, right? Those are some of the worst. I don't know. People like cringe and they like garbage and they'll give it the, five uh, stars. I just yes, want, I want to point out that the thriller in Manila with Diana and Camilla is not like a throwaway one line thing That's that they the had chorus. to fill. That's the chorus to the song. Right. They repeat that over a and lot. over again. And they turn it into a boxing ring. So when they have this intense conversation, it looks like a boxing fight. It would have been better if they just did a boxing fight. It's honestly terrible. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Andrew, all right. Your turn, Andrew. <clears throat> sure, sure. 
If I was in this musical, I genuinely would not be able to keep it together on stage. I would collapse nightly from cringe. This may not have shown a literal car crash scene, but in this, let's be honest, they didn't need it. The entire production was already a car crash. I would say train wreck, but I get what they're saying. Obviously, car crash is more relevant. One star. Yeah. All right, Bree. Rest in peace. Um, You ready? Yeah. This is the worst thing to ever happen to Diana. (laughs) (laughs) One star. Oh, no. That is correct. Um, Andrew. Yes. She dies at the end. Oh, does she? (laughs) I feel like they skipped that part. They did. Kind of. (laughs) Until they did the Hamilton who lives, who dies, who tells your story thing at the end. I feel like we've gotten so many one stars in a row. Five stars. (laughs) That is a one star. Fuck. Should have just went with the one star. <clears throat> All right, Bree, you ready? Yes. Yes, I am. The TikTok parody where the queen doesn't know what what yellow is portrays the royals in a more humanizing light than this. One star. That is correct. Andrew. Yes. I'm sure there were worse jobs in the Thatcher years, England. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, the worst job was being in the monarchy. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, one star? That is correct. All right, Bree, last one. Okay. And this one is probably the hardest one. Yes. Milf Camilla, a wooga. A wooga. Was it a tie? Yeah, probably. I don't know. I didn't keep score, but I'd fart going in. (laughs) (laughs) Poot out the bum hole. (laughs) (laughs) So you know what, you guys? I'm going to open this up. Send us emails of your favorite letterbox reviews of musicals. And you know what? It might pop up in a future episode. (laughs) I think that'll be fun, like, assignment to the audience. Oh, oh, good lord. You know what? You know what? Did you guys know the Zodiac Killer had a letterboxed and he left reviews on shit? What? The guy that it turned out to be the Zodiac Killer yeah. had a letterboxed account. And he watched a bunch of serial killer documentaries and left reviews. Stop. I, I, did this. I feel like that was just like a... a moment where where Jess was just like, oh, you know what Ed Gein used to say about women? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what did he say? (laughs) They make a great lamp. God. (laughs) You know who else makes a great lamp? Let's keep going, guys. You know who else would make a great lamp, Andrew? Um... The monarchy. Let's go into a mid-show announcement. What? <laughs> hey, Andrew. Do you got any New Year's resolutions? Well, I've been trying to bulk up a little bit. I think I might be hitting the gym. I don't know. What about you? I just know for a fact, or there's only one place you should be looking at to get a high-protein, good-calorie diet, and that's Factor. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in the new year. Skip the grocery stores, the prep work, and the cooking fatigue. Instead, get chef-crafted, dietitian-approved meals delivered where, Andrew? Right to your door. 
With over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan plus, veggie, and of course, protein first, which is just what you're looking for, right, Andrew? Oh, absolutely. And I really appreciate how you forced the pun in even more this month than the last one. Well, I don't know if there's any facts or fiction here, but it sounds like we got a lot coming up. Um, forget the frantic lunch preps and rush dinners. Factors two-minute meals are your secret weapon in the New York. Fuel up with fast restaurant-quality meals, all delivered, where, Andrew? Right to your door. Uh, to my door, absolutely, yep. I mean, that is where I want them. But it's not just, like, quick and easy solutions. They're also a great special occasion meal. I know you and your girlfriend don't go out to restaurants as much. Imagine having just a restaurant coming to you and you having date night right at home. You know, she'd really appreciate that once in a while, I think. But not only do they offer fast, simple solutions when you're too busy to cook, they will also help you stay on top of those goals to bulk up, Andrew. With offerings like Protein Plus and Keto, you can stay on track. And you know what? That's going to get pretty handy in your New Year goals. Am I right, Andrew? You know, it is sounding pretty good, but where would I go to get this? Well, you would head to factormeals.com slash musicals50 and use code musicals50 to get 50% off. That code musicals50 at factorsmeal.com slash musicals50 to get 50% off. I mean, by the end of this year, thanks to Factor, you're going to be ripped. You're going to be looking like Dwayne The Rock Johnson. They're going to call him Dwayne The Pebble Johnson next to you. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait for that. Maybe I'll get to be in Moana 2. You'll you'll be in Moana 3 and 4, thanks to Factor. (laughs) So go to factormeals.com, kids, and get your 50% off deal. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today's show is brought to you by the extremely kind donations by our donors at Patreon. Uh, Patreon is where you can go if you want to uh, give us a little bit of money and get a little bit of extra content. Uh, We have the video format of every episode we do up on Patreon. Um, and we also have commentaries and just extra shows that you can get access to. Check it you out. Guys, you want to hear who our current patrons are, don't you? Yeah. How about we say that? Our current patrons are Melissa Goldman, Terry Needleman, John Donna, Leighton Ackles, Danielle Renix, Jess the Stampede, Ewan Casty, Taskier, Fire of September, Monica Thoreau, Mina Maniri, Brent Black, Haley Murray, Nathaniel Stacy Coombe, Joseph Evans Green, Carrie Ahern, Mary Lou Choquette, John Vanals, Russ Walker, Musical Hell, Emily Gracie, Tablam, Kyle Summers, Jen C, Scoot, and the Technicolor Dreamcoat, Felice A, Liz Lim, Allison Stuller, Nothing is Certain Except Beth and Taxes, John Vanals, Thesbian, Ren Cullen, Wait in the Wings, Rafael Martinez Salaz, Robert Benjamin, Rachel T, Jessica T, Cass, Mitchell Young, Chai Teacup, Katie McDonough, Timothy Keys, Jeffrey Machado, Chris Marcote, Tamimu Robinson, Kiji Marie Anastasio, Layla, RJ Norija. 
Sebastian Camino, uh, Canino, forgive me, Cinemageddon Reviews, Avon Regan, Lizzie Keynes, Charlie B., Patrick Deering, Julia McLennan, Courtney Schreiner, Joe Avery Brinson, Mary Lynn Brown, Mel Cormick, Thomas W., La Femme Fictionale, and Bjorn Hermans. They all give us money to make sure that we can keep Brie employed and make sure this show is as good as possible. If you liked our Dear Evan Hansen episode, it's all because of them and the amount of effort and research we were able to put into that. If you want us to be able to put that much effort into future episodes, why don't you give us some more money? <laughs> How about we get back to the show, guys? Yeah, let's do it. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Andrew, do you got any New Year's resolutions? Well, I've been trying to bulk up a little bit. I think I might be hitting the gym. I don't know. What about you? I just know for a fact, or there's only one place you should be looking at to get a high-protein, good-calorie diet, and that's Factor. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in the new year. Skip the grocery stores, the prep work, and the cooking fatigue. Instead, get chef-crafted, dietitian-approved meals delivered where, Andrew? Right to your door. With over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan plus, veggie, and of course, protein first, which is just what you're looking for, right, Andrew? Oh, absolutely, and I really appreciate how you forced the pun in even more this month than the last one. Well, I don't know if there's any facts or fiction here, but it sounds like we got a lot coming up. Um, forget the frantic lunch preps and rush dinners. Factor's two-minute meals are your secret weapon in the new year. Fuel up with fast, restaurant-quality meals, all delivered, where, Andrew? Right to your door. Uh, to my door, absolutely, yep. I mean, that is where I want them. But it's not just, like, quick and easy solutions. They're also a great special occasion meal. I know you and your girlfriend don't go out to restaurants as much. Imagine having just a restaurant coming to you and you having date night right at home. You know, she'd really appreciate that once in a while, I think. But not only do they offer fast, simple solutions when you're too busy to cook, they will also help you stay on top of those goals to bulk up, Andrew. With offerings like Protein Plus and Keto, you can stay on track. And you know what? That's going to get pretty handy in your New Year goals. Am I right, Andrew? You know, it is sounding pretty good, but where would I go to get this? Well, you would head to factormeals.com musicals50 and use code musicals50 to get 50% off. That code, musicals50, at factorsmeal.com musicals50 to get 50% off. I mean, by the end of this year, thanks to Factor, you're going to be ripped. You're going to be looking like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. They're going to call him B Dwayne the Pebble Johnson next to you. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for that. Maybe I'll get to be in Moana, too. You'll, you'll be in Moana 3 and 4, thanks to Factor. <laughs> so go to factormeals.com, kids, and get your 50% off deal. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lost in blinding light. Okay, so the musical opens with a song called Underestimated, which is probably the closest thing to a song I can remember. <laughs> yeah, this one is, um, it almost makes you think that there's going to be something to this. Yeah, I mean, almost. the keyword is almost. Yeah, like, like <laughs> you, you watch it and you're like, hmm, this might be, like, mediocre. Uh, and then, then it just immediately drops off a cliff. Yeah, I think it <laughs> drops off a cliff. Um, after the first, like, stanza. <laughs> now that I'm actually looking at the lyrics. <laughs> it's right, really depressing. How? So it hit, starts hit me with, with your best shot here. Okay. The first lines are, flash bulbs fill the air, which is just in terrible taste if you think really hard about it. But they do that at the end, though, as well, don't they? Yep. Hate it. Hate it so much. Um, yes. Frenzy fills the night. Lonely girls swirl. Lost in blinding light. Just think about that for a second of how fucking disgusting that really is. Yeah, I mean, it's like imagine if just... Hamilton just started with a bunch of gun metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? You're not wrong, and not not even a little bit. I almost feel like the the Hamilton gun metaphor thing would be more appropriate because at least that was something he agreed to do. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you're right. But let's <laughs> let's think about that again. Like, let's go with Evita. It would be like she comes out and she's like, Cyst on my ovary might be the end of me. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe maybe the uh, the death shouldn't be the entire point of your show. Yeah, you know. That maybe there should be more to her aside from the fact that she died and you guys think it's a paparazzi's <laughs> fault. Yeah, which I don't. Is there even? Do we even really know what caused the accident? I mean, it was just a car accident, right? Was it really the paparazzi? I yeah, that's that's the theory. But, yeah, <laughs> I kind of buy that a little bit, but I I mean that is a conspiracy, so I don't I don't know if we have any evidence of that. I think it was a lot of compounding factors, to be honest. Her driver was very drunk. The paparazzi were chasing her. They were going ninety. They went into a tunnel a lot of shit happening at once a driver very inebriated and a bunch of lights going off i mean i feel like the going 90 and drunk thing is already enough 
<laughs> You're not wrong, but it's easier to point your finger at the media because that's more poetic irony. Yeah, and then you can have it be uh, poetic through the entire show by having the paparazzi be the cause of every problem as well. Andrew, you know my favorite thing to do in musical theater? What's that? To just say what you are instead of, like, you know, letting the story frame it. So it's, That I'm, is a good thing, <laughs> like, just coming out and in the very first number just saying you're underestimated. Yeah, I mean, what's the difference between being underestimated and not throwing away your shot? I mean, there's not much difference. However, like, imagine... What would be a good comparison? If Evita started with her being like, I'm 14 and I'm dating a man and he's going to take me to Buenos Aires. Like she does right here where she's like, I'm 19 and naive and I don't know what it's going to be. Why are the lyrics so bad in this show? It's one thing for like framing to start. Like if we're starting from something, if a narrator would be helpful, like if we had like a nice little narrative focus, someone to be like, here is the setup for the scene and then let the scene play out. But no, Diana is the narrator telling us these things. But she's not just saying like, I am this, here's the location. She also says, I'm shy and insecure. Um, Thinking princes never lie and believing it's love like, is pure. Like people don't talk like this. No. And I get that singing isn't talking, but it kind of is in a musical. <laughs> if it isn't talking, it has to be poetic, and this is neither. Yeah. Like, people don't walk up to you and they're just like, Hi, I'm uh, anxious and nervous a lot, but also I'm very energetic. Um, Not to be this guy. I know we said we closed the book, but Dear Evan Hansen does this better. <laughs> a lot better of showing his nerves and through poeticisms of waving through a window. That is a better job of showing who he it's is, true. what he stands for. You know, Dear Evan Hansen does a lot of things wrong, but it does hit the very baseline <laughs> of being a musical. Yes. Where this one <laughs> bubbles before he even gets to the line, you know? <laughs> like, Dear Evan Hansen is across the line and has started down the race. This one tripped before it even got to the starting line. And he's yeah. just sitting there crying, saying, feckity, feck, feck, feck. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah, underestimated. Not a great not a great start. And I feel like it just straight up gets worse. Yep, this is like a bad start, and it only gets worse. Speaking of it gets worse, let's talk about this is how you people dance. I thought it was this is how your people dance. I don't know. I'm just telling you what, what the website says this song is. Okay. The Russian plays on and on Like an endless telethon How I wish that he were Elton John Charles likes clever girls All right, I'm no intellect But maybe there's a discotheque Where the prince could hear some prince And we'd all get funkadelic Then again, don't create a scene to be his queen and if queen were playing now freddie mercury would slay it this is how your people this is how your people dance catch up boys come on come on let's have noise this is how your people this is how your people dance raven rant giving up for adam and i absolutely fucking despise this song i've already ranted about it earlier unless it got cut out of the episode which maybe it did but 
I'll rant about it again so it can't get cut out. <laughs> this is the worst trope ever, and I fucking hate it. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's it. Wait, what else do you have to say? I mean, there are so many band references here that are just cringe as fuck. And it's literally just like, you know this band, right? So yeah. does she. You relate to her. Like, so we that's start literally like what they might as well say. Go, yeah, we go start with Elton John. Then we go to Queen and Freddie Mercury. All right. Yep. We, we just covered those two previously. Yes. Then we got Pet Shop Boys, which she rhymes with make some noise. Yeah, which is like, oh my God, you didn't even try. And <laughs> yeah, those are the three big ones. And then we get to one I don't even know because I might just be a sheltered idiot. And this is Raven Rant. Give it up for Adam Ant. Is that a band? Adam Ant is a TV show, isn't it? Fuck, I don't know. It's like, up and Adam, Adam Ant. It's like an old TV show. I'll take your word for it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume that they were referencing that. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe it's a band, too. I don't know. My favorite rhyme in this whole song is rhyming, I'd like to soccer, I can make him a rocker. Yeah. Don't they say I can make him a rocker like multiple times? Yep. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. This is so bad. So bad. And I know like lyrics don't always mean that, but uh, ugh. No, I mean this is just terrible. And like the the way that the song is even framed where they have like the cello guy in the back and he's like he's like boring and uptight and then he flips it around when she's singing and it's light up and it's like oh my god yeah 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 i hate everything about this song and i would say it's the worst song in the show but honestly but there's so it, many I, worse songs too i think it just keeps getting worse <laughs> <laughs> all right um i i feel like most of the time we're just going to be diving into these terrible lyrics so what else we got I'm so... We're jumping to the end of Act 1 because this is... There's so many songs. Like, this is an inordinate amount of songs for a musical to begin with. Um, and it only seems so because none of them function as plot. No, They just really. kind of happen. And, and so many of them are just singing about what Diana is. I mean, you have the Queen song, She Moves in the Most Modern Ways or whatever. It's yep. just like... Like, that is like nothing to do with anything like why is this here the okay we're gonna talk and talk about one song that actually does have some plot relevance that does not make it good but it does at least have a song that is also a scene you know yeah and that is whatever love means anyways which i think is fairly clever and i'm gonna be slightly positive here the scene is bad the song is bad the title is slightly clever. <laughs> <laughs> that was your, you needed a warning for how positive you were about to be? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever love means anyway. Oh, sir. Whatever love means anyway. Say the word and I'll stop it now. But the girl is quite the wow.
your honor. I often think happiness is a luxury. Was there ever a greater tabloid tale? She was common, she was dim. She was far from worthy of him. A fairy tale about to turn grim. Diana, Diana. It is based on a line um, right after... Uh, Diana and Charles were engaged and they were doing an interview and they're like, oh, so you are in love. And he's like, yes, whatever love means anyways. <laughs> and like, that's, just, and you can just see like the, what the fuck on Diana's face when he says it. It is a famous clip and they use it very well here for this proposal scene that kind of, and they don't also do the interview where he says that it. it just kind of gives you the impression of him toward her. I like that. I'm really grasping for straws on things I like. Yeah, I mean, with this one, you really have to, because there's very little to like here. I don't want to be the negative Nelly. I think this is the best song in the show by the fact that it is actually a scene. You end up in a different place at the end of it than you did at the beginning. It has a clever title based on reality that everyone knows and was big and famous at the time and does not take advantage of that aside from pushing the plot forward. Good job. You did the bare minimum. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, what else do we have that's an important song? We have to talk about the act one closer, about. which is Pretty Pretty Girl, which is a dumb way to end act one for one. I almost feel like I don't remember this song. Um, I didn't at first either, where they just which say Which is really bad for an act one closer. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can remember the melody. I will say that. Is something wrong? Very much so. Have you looked in my closets lately? It's as if the Queen selected my entire wardrobe. Too many bows. Too many ruffles. Too many frilly, frumpy ruffles. Girl can look rather skittish when her designers are boring and British. They really had nothing for this, did they? You're going to close Act 1 with another song about how Diana dresses nice? I, I guess. Um, it's supposed to mark Diana's transition to a public figure by using the media for her social causes, but really, it feels like she's been doing that from the beginning, so it doesn't really feel like a change. And I, I would say Diana just rushed as hell. Diana barely changes at all through the entire show. I don't know. I agree. Um, my God. My God. I guess now we have to skip. Like, this song is very bad. Do you remember it all? Do you remember anything about the Act One Closer? I really, I, I'm not just saying it because I didn't like it. I genuinely don't remember this song. Uh, I guess we really have to jump. Oh, we have to have an honorable mention song because I kind of like this moment. <laughs> okay. Um, not a good song, not a good scene. Thought it was funny. One chuckle out of me. They got a chuckle out of me. Okay. It is the introduction of James Nesbitt at the start of Act... Or James Hewitt at the start of Act 2. If your prince leaves you wanting more And royal life is a royal ball Why not score a man of war? 
Treated like it's this big thing, and he's just this horse trainer that Diana fucked for a while. And I yeah. thought it was funny because I knew he was just a horse trainer that she fucked for a while. There they was nothing him... important. He, she wasn't in love. She just fucked him for a bit. Yeah, they they made him out to be like he's actually the real one that she loves. Nope. Because I guess they didn't want to portray her as if she was also also just an adulterous person who was getting into relationships just for sex like the prince was because that would make the show too nuanced uh, no, it's more complicated than that okay the, Diana wanted to be in a relationship with Charles she really really did she wanted that marriage to work but Charles is deeply in love with Camilla wanted to marry her for many years and the reason why he didn't get married for so long is because he was so hung up on her but the her his parents would not allow it because she had been divorced and they don't allow that because watch the king's speech and <clears throat> so he just was like fine I'll marry whoever the fuck and I'm still going to be with the person I actually want to be with so in all honesty he has a more tenuous tenuous connection and love connection to his partner than Diana did to literally just the horse trainer that she liked fucking yeah not that that makes her a bad person, because... Wait, how the fuck do they frame the queen so nicely when that's the reason... They don't even tell you that that's the reason he was doing it, really. Yes, um, that is that's very... That's so fucked up. That's all that's of the so crown. That's so fucked up. That's the most important part of the crown. But ha you know what happens in the king's speech, where one of the king that wasn't Colin Firth had to vindicate the throne because he wanted to marry a divorced woman. Yeah. Um, which was a big no-no. Um, so then Colin Firth, who can't speak, has to become the king. That's the plot of that. So they didn't want to do that, deal with that again. So they're like, nope, you're not marrying a divorced woman. You're not vindicating. You're going to marry whoever the fuck we tell you to. We're not dealing with that shit again. And then they dealt with worse shit with the Diana Charles divorce and all that. So now we they have a divorced king, which is almost as bad as marrying a divorced woman. Am I right? Well... I mean, if you look at the history of British monarchs, not really, but... Just kill them. <laughs> Just behead the wife, you know? She well, you know... <laughs> when you put it like that... I think the musical puts it like that, didn't they? For, like, a line? Um, yeah, jeez, they don't go into that at all. They They portray the queen as if she was, like, totally unknow unknowing about this whole Camilla no, no. thing. She, they all knew it, and they were. And when Diana's like, "Can you make your son stop fucking this other woman?" She's like, eh, "You just go fuck people. Who gives a shit?" Yeah, but do, doesn't the queen have a line about Camilla later on where she's like, "Oh, you were so shy, you didn't show your face or whatever," like something rude as if she, as if Camilla was the one being secretive, <laughs> not the queen was being horrible, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, it was an open secret, and they were like, just fuck her and don't marry her. And he's like, I want to marry her, and I want her to be my wife. And she 
is his wife. He has been monogamous with her, which is kind of the problem. He has loved her forever. He's an asshole. And that does kind of frame Diana well, as like a victim position. But if the monarchy had just let him do what the fuck he wanted to begin with, none of this shit would happen. Diana would probably still be alive and living a fine and decent life. The real victims here is everyone who, who had has to watch to live Diana under the, the musical. Monarchy. Oh, or that too. <laughs> <laughs> um, let us continue on. Um, Feels like all of these problems would just sort themselves out. We just got rid of the monarchy. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. The main event. <laughs> we can't ignore this song. Fucking Christ, this one's bad. Um, this is the one we've talked about a lot. Um, the boxing it's a match between and Cam- Diana and Camilla <laughs> Manila, <shit>. Millie Vanilli. <laughs> um, it is a pissy battle really, between them. They were really proud of that lyric. It's a thriller in Manila, but with Diana and Camilla, and they repeat it a so hundred proud. times. So so proud of that lyric. They even do the little thing afterwards where they they like say every uh, rhyming word. They're like, Thrilla Manila, Diana Camilla, or something like that. Yeah, like they they were really proud. They thought they they thought they had struck gold with this. With I this mean, line. we remember it and we're talking about it, so I guess they did. I feel like remembering it because it was terrible is not the same as remembering it because it was good. <laughs> but. Tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me if I'm making too many comparisons to this. This is just a rap battle from Hamilton, right? <laughs> That's what this really wants to be, right? Yeah, actually. <laughs> when, you're say- when you say it out loud, it's like hard to deny that it's completely true. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> when you say something that's true, it's hard to deny that it's true. It's true. Um, yeah, it, it really... It, I remember this being big news at the time, but it, in the grand scheme of things, it's just a little bit of a pissy argument. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Then the only thing they've got is that bad line, that bad, bad rhyme. <sighs> What's uh, next? Uh, the, the last dress? thing. Yep, the dress. The dress. Um, they do that thing in musical theater where they hide the punchline in the title so that they don't ruin the punchline. When really it's just like a fuck you dress. What can a woman do when her life goes off the rails? She wonders why she married the prickish prince of Wales. She could frown in her crown and accept her Waterloo. Or flash her smile and use her style to tell her prince screw you. Something short, even bolder, off the shoulder. Black chiffon will turn them on and take the prince right off. When a girl needs to express a proper state of distress, revenge looks best in a fuck you dress. A fuckity 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 fuck you dress. 
the punchline is swearing. They they said a uh, the f word. Can they you believe it? They went to the uh, the angry video game nerd <laughs> school of humor. <laughs> what a shitload of poopy fuck! This dress is like a big old diarrhea dump in your ear. Wouldn't you rather wear an asshole on the roadkill skunk and down it with beer? <laughs> I mean, that literally James might as well comes out. Like, that might as well have been what they did. <laughs> uh, how about I read some lyrics again? Because that feels like what most of this episode is become. Me just reading these lyrics and just uh, do it. Do it okay. up. What a better way to impress than show a flash of flesh. So how about this fuck you dress? This fuckity 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 fuck you dress. You know, in their minds, they were picturing James Corden doing the song, and they were oh, like, this oh. is brilliant. <laughs> Hold on, I'll do it in James Corden's voice. Hold on. Yeah. Hell yes, who'd ever guess that while a man makes a bloody mess, she steps out in a fuck you dress, a fuckity fuckity fuck you dress. Literally, I will say, this sounds I, exactly like a song that James Corden would perform. Yes. I will say, this dress in question, um, it is really good looking it is a great dress and our good friend of the show grace aki did a photo shoot in that dress in the same position right after her divorce and it is a great dress it is a great fuck you dress this song sucks dress is great though yeah i feel like in on netflix they did the joke differently too which i think actually makes it even worse Yep. Because instead of saying the fuck you dress just the entire time, which is already not funny, <laughs> nope. they instead do feck you dress, and it's feckity, feckity, feck, feck you dress over and over again. But then at the end, to really shock the audience, he just says fuck dress at the end. The fuck you dress, yeah. Yep. And, and everyone laughs hysterically because he actually, he said the real word this time. Wow. It's like it's like a, a third grader would be like rolling on the floor because oh my goodness! Instead of frick, you said actually you actually said it. <laughs> Bitch, this is the eleven o'clock number. <laughs> like that is just dawning on me. This is their like their big card. That yeah, holding pretty much. This, whole time. this is like this is like the big one of the big ones here. But Andrew, we're being unfair. They do do one verse where they don't say "feck you dress" when the queen comes out and she calls it a mm-hmm dress. Because the royals are above swearing like that. They're too good to be swearing, don't you know that? Pish posh, pish posh. We would never say swears. We only have sex missionary, and it's only to procreate a child. Yes. We How never dare do you anything morally reprehensible like that. I've ah, never even right. seen her anus. <laughs> let's let's get back to enslaving most of the world. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that the taxes um, increase um, to keep our housing and living expenses. They won't get too uppity about that. Bruh. Watch, like, fucking British people come out. You guys just obviously did not understand the great, great... Fuck, I'm too tired for this. British Dude, people, British, like... British people, unironically, some of them actually like the monarchy, and I do not get it. <laughs> like I, just, people, I don't get it. I don't know. It's like people who like the police. I just don't get you. Yeah, it's like... I feel like our government system is already bad enough, and we don't even have people that are just born into being at the very top of it. <laughs> 
Um, that's it. That's Diana for you. Take it or leave it, well, I we're guess. We're not going to talk about an officer's wife, the queen's final number where she gets to sing at the end. At night she would sleep so soundly in the arms of her sailor prince. He loved her so profoundly. They haven't felt such happiness since she to say is that this is like a number that basically makes you in your mind directly compare the queen to diana and like think that they're like in the same position basically which they aren't not at all in fact the queen is the cause of all of these problems that diana is facing which they do not cover at all in the musical not even a little bit um and fuck the queen I don't want to. I feel like it would be not moist enough or either not moist enough or too moist. Yeah. <laughs> and Bree's making the face that I've said too much. Cobwebs. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, <laughs> what, is, what is our overall thoughts on Diana and our cheese rating? Andrew. This is the worst show in England. Um, it's not even in England, though. This is an American show. The worst show in London. Uh, no, this is uh, this is bad. This was really bad. Um, and even if, even if, let's say, let's say, you absolutely love the monarchy and you think that all of them are cool as heck, and you are like, damn, I love the Queen. She's the sickest person. This show still sucks, fucking ass. Like the lyrics are just abysmal. And, like, no one has any real characterization whatsoever. Like, this just, it just fucking sucks. Good lord. Um, so, yeah, no, don't watch this. Anything positive to say, Andrew? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. I didn't die watching it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good oh answer. <laughs> oh my god, that is like the best response you could have come up with, though. Um,. Yeah, no, this is it was fucking garbage. Do you uh, think it's worse than We Will Rock You? No, it's not. It, like, We Will Rock You is three hours long. It, it's <laughs> so weird, but I think it's worse than Dear Evan Hansen. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I we shit on Dear Evan Hansen, but I feel like we only do that because people say that it's so good. Yeah. We, we don't have to, like, go out of our way to dunk on shows that no one likes. Like, nobody no. likes this show. So who gives a but shit? But Andrew, it's so important. They did a pro shot before they came on Broadway because that seemed like a good idea, right? How did this get on Broadway? <clears throat> it's technically how is not this yet. on? Well, how is it going to be? Um, do you know who one of the producers are? No. Frank Marshall, who is a very well-known filmmaker. He's been a film producer for many years. And do you know who his wife is? I do not. One Kathleen Kennedy. 
A Star Wars lady? Yeah. yeah. Uh, she's done a lot more. She's more than just Star Wars lady, but she's like produced films like Indiana Jones, all three of them, uh, and Jurassic Park. She's been around for a while, but big money. So basically, it has a lot of money. It has a rich patron. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, um, Bree, oh, what cheese you... rating. Oh, yeah, cheese rating. rating. Uh, I'm going to give it a Camembert, which is... Um, in the top list of stinkiest cheeses um, because this show fucking stinks. All right, all right. Brianna, um, what is your cheese rating and your opinion on our discussion? Those lyrics you were reading off were some of the worst I've ever heard. Um, I do not want to watch this. I'm glad I had a migraine. Um, I am going to give it a craft Singles because that is also made in America and it is also garbage. Musical bad, musical very bad. Um, one one bad musical. I I would give it zero stars out of five if I could. Um, did not enjoy it. Um, my cheese rating is goat cheese from 1990 or whatever. What year was it? Um, from 1981. Um, the year that. Diana and Charles were wed, um, served on a Royal Memory commemorative cheese charcuterie board that I have found on the interwebs. Um, I want it to be served as if it had just been like sitting out in the sun for the last 30 years. Because that, that's about right. <clears throat> Juliet, good luck writing that down because that was just rambling nonsense. <laughs> Um, you know who else enjoys our rambling nonsense, Andrew? Um, our patrons? Our wonderful patrons. Thank you guys for listening. Please follow us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Musicals with Cheese. We're on Patreon, Musicals with Cheese. On Twitter, at Cheesy Musicals. We're on Instagram, Musicals with Cheese. YouTube page, Musicals with Cheese. Our patron-only podcast is Patreon with Cheese. Check it out. Email us at musicaltheaterlives at gmail.com. Our title card is created by the amazing Jolene Casco. Go send her some love at Jolene Casco. Our keeper of the cheese is Juliet Antonio. We love you, Juliet. Thank you for keeping up. Our show is produced and edited by the incredible, the wonderful, the lovely, the kindest person I've ever met, Brianna Jones. I love you, Bri. Uh, thank you to the Broadway Podcast Network for having us on the n- platform and for not kicking us off for trying to dismantle the monarchy from the inside. <laughs> Our theme songs were created by the amazing Robin Nash of IOU Music UK. Go send her some love at that website. All right, you guys, is there anything else you want to say? Um, go watch this. You know what? Come From Away is on yeah. Apple TV. That's really good. Come From Away <laughs> is really good. That's a much better use of your time, energy, and money. Yeah. We'll see you next time on Musicals <laughs> with Cheese. Gosh, I wish I was in that car accident. A feckity, 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 feckity. A pretty, pretty girl in a pretty, pretty dress. A feckity, feckity, feck you dress. Yes. Feckity, feckity, feck you dress. I can't wait for James Corvin to perform that song. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work 
or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R E R I S E T H E A T R E dot org because only together we rise. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. <laughs> 